Welcome back to Marriage Monday. Thanks so much for joining with me. My name is Dave Berenger, and this is my podcast to help you build your marriage one Monday at a time. I want to talk today about listening. In fact, I've called it Listening 101 because I feel like sometimes we got to get back to the basics of things like listening, things like communication, things like financial stewardship, things like conflict resolution, um, relationship roles. I love getting back to the basics because so often these are the things that we take for granted. I remember listening to a story about uh, the, the late Kobe Bryant that even later in his career, after winning multiple NBA championships, he would still get up in the morning and he had actually had a reporter follow him around for a while that would get up with him. And, and the reporter just said, I was shocked to find that Kobe would get up at four o'clock, go to the gym by himself, and work on dribbling drills, stuff that middle schoolers do. He would do stuff that high schoolers are doing, and that's what he did in the morning before any of the rest of the team ever showed up. He was simply working on the basics. And he says, this is why Kobe was the champion that he was, is because he never forgot about the basics that build a foundation. This is what I'm talking about. These are the basics that we want to get into to build the foundation that we need to have a stronger, longer lasting marriage. And so one of the most basic things we need to learn to do is the basics of listening. Because if you hear often, you never listen to me. You're a poor listener. Why don't you listen better? Chances are, chances are that you're not either listening or you are letting your spouse know and understand that you're actually listening by doing specific actions. See, listening is more than just staring and taking it into your ears. There's actual responsibility that goes along with it. Now, let's be real. I want to be very real about this because sometimes you can have the most amazing spouse that is the best listener ever. But if you are not a good communicator, then I'm just going to say your spouse can be the greatest listener and you're still going to have miscommunication. So let's be real. We have to always check our hearts on both sides. But today I want to give you just listening 101. If you need to be a better listener, if you're hearing it from your spouse, I want to position you to be the best listener possible. Here we go. Number one, make a concerted effort to listen actively. Make sure you are positioning your lives as a couple to actively listen. What is active listening? It's the ability to express to your spouse you understand them by restating back to them what you just heard. I've covered this in a number of, of past podcasts before, but this is one of those things that bears worth, it just bears, it's worth repeating here. We need to make sure that we are actively listening repeating back to our spouse. Our spouse said something to us, and so we just say, okay, wait a minute. So if I heard what you're saying, you said you want me to do more of this because this is how it makes you feel. Did I hear you correct? Let's look at that. Three seconds. Four seconds to completely clarify what you just heard and you described like the thing that they're asking for and the feeling or the emotion driving it. And you verbalize that, and it gives them the ability to, number one, hear from you that you did listen to them. And number two, it also gets them to hear what just came out of their mouth because you repeated back to them exactly what you just heard. And if they miscommunicated or if you didn't hear right, it gives them a chance to clarify it. That's the beauty of the simplicity of active listening. Number two, use your body language. 
Use your body language to indicate that you're engaged because your body language can tell your spouse whether you're engaged or not. And so when it comes to your posture, when it comes to your eye contact, it really reveals to your spouse what you are actually engaged in. So if your spouse is talking to you and your eyes keep going to your phone or keep going to the TV or whatever it is, I'm here to say that you've got to watch that body language. So here's some simple tips for body language. Make eye contact the entire time. When appropriate, make physical contact like holding hands or touching the knee or touching the arm. Just sometimes uh, when you're speaking or when they're sharing, just that little subtle physical contact can mean the world. Set aside what you're doing for serious conversations. If you're in the middle of a project and something rises up that cannot wait, then pause everything in order to be fully present. Like we said, turn off the TV, put your phone away, get rid of every bit of distractions. And if something is so serious that it really needs to be engaged with, but the kids are around or you're over your in-law's house, then ask your spouse, could we delay this till tonight, right after the kids go to bed or when we get home? Because other people's ears don't need to be a part of this conversation. So, but use your body language. Number three, reflect your understanding by asking clarifying questions. Now, I'm not saying ask questions in order to gaslight your spouse, to blame your spouse or anything, but ask clarifying questions like, how does that make you feel? Can you help me understand where that began? Help me, help me grasp what, what this is doing to you. I want to understand because there's something about those questions that really kind of just capture your spouse's attention and says, I'm paying attention to you so much that I'm wanting to know more about what you are saying. That's being fully present. Ask those questions, which leads me toward number four, don't rush through that conversation. Don't rush your spouse. Now, some of you don't like conflict, or you don't like these heavy talks, but pacifying your spouse, or we'll say it this way, peace at all costs, it costs too much. And to just give your spouse the quote unquote win, I'm going to do a quick listening thing and let them kind of win this moment because I don't want to start anything up. It doesn't do anything for your marriage. It might make your spouse feel good in the maybe in the moment, but I'm here to say that I've had enough conversations with marriages that that little good moment you think you're giving to your spouse is actually frustrating them all the more especially if they find out later down the road, I'm talking years, that you've been doing this, they will feel hurt. They will feel misunderstood. They will feel lied to. And so don't rush through the conversation. And that's where asking clarifying questions, it it doesn't make the conversation longer just to make it longer. It makes the conversation deeper. So don't rush through. And lastly, be patient with yourself. Be patient. And I'm not talking about with your spouse, but with yourself. Listen, I'm 47, turning 48 in a few months, and I have to recognize that sometimes I can feel set in my ways. And I hear that as an excuse so often from couples, well, this is who I am. This is who I am. I'm just here to say that's crap. Every single one of us constantly change. We do things to grow, and we will change and grow into the things that we desire to change and grow into. These are, the, these are the areas where we can throw excuses our way to give ourselves permission to not have to change. And so as you're working on these things, I want you to give yourself permission to keep working on it and to recognize you're not going to master it overnight. 
You're not going to change overnight. It takes, what, 30 days to form a new habit, but it takes 60 days to form a new long-term memory, which means that if you want change, it's going to take you a good couple months to not just practice these things and work on them, but also to work through some failures and to recognize that after a few months, you not just have to change a habit, but change the mentality of how you have always worked through these things so that you can, number one, be a better active listener. Number two, you can use better body language. Number three, you can ask clarifying questions so that number four, you're not rushing through the conversation. So as you're patient with with yourself, you're going to become a better listener. And as you become a better listener, your spouse is going to be uh, really blessed because they're going to feel more heard. And if your spouse feels more heard because you've become a better listener, I promise you, your marriage is going to get healthier. Work on these things. Talk with your spouse. In fact, I would say write down all five of these. Sit with your spouse. Talk with them about this and invite some humility into the moment by simply saying, here's some areas I feel I need to work on better as a listener. Bring some accountability to it. My hope is that your spouse would do the same thing instead of saying, yes, you need to work on those things. But my hope would be is that your spouse would see your humility and exercise the same thing and simply say, you know what? Here's some of the spots where I need to work on. And that vocalization brings accountability. And that accountability can help bring the health to your communication. Love y'all. Have a great Marriage Monday. Work on being a better listener. And we'll see you next week.